Zach, you're late. Ah, sorry, Scott. There was a disturbance. Always a disturbance with you. Come on, look. Last year, we did 120 daily episodes about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man one minute at a time. This year, we have to cover the sequel. If we don't, not only are we defaulting on our podcast guarantee, but we'll lose the listeners forever. Look, you're my only hope. You need to record 125 daily episodes in six and one quarter months, or our show is canceled. All 125 minutes of Spider-Man 2? Including the time when Peter fights with a janitor's closet? Yes! What about that time Aunt May threw him a birthday party and only two people showed up? That too. Or when that guy from that really old movie, Army of Darkness, keeps him from seeing Mary Jane's play? Obviously. Even the time that Peter loses his powers and has to share an elevator with E! Entertainment's own Hal Sparks? We're covering every single minute of Spider-Man 2, from pizza time to train-related crimes and everything in between, on Season 2 of Spider-Man Minute. So if people want to listen, they should just go to DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts, right? Right. Go! Mm, it's just good. It's just a good minute. It's a good, good minute. Ready. I'm ready. Oh, Jesus. I'm ready. Promotion. I was like, I'm ready. Depression. Aww. It's more like it. <laughs> when he's all sad. So sad. So sad. All right. Now that I'm done referencing a million other things, let's do this. Of course. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the van podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And today we are wrapping up the week talking about minute 95. 95, Victoria, we're so deep in this now. But still so much to go. I know. <laughs> like 80 minutes or something like oh that Oh my left? gosh. It's like a whole other movie. Well, I think we have like another hour, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Ferris Bueller was 90 minutes long. We were done already. Like, like two movies could fit in the span of this one movie. And and this is still nothing compared to what Cassandra and Norman are doing this season with Two Towers. Or what they're going to be doing next season with... Uh, oh, I know. With Return, Return of the King. King. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, yeah, see, but after Return of the King, they'll be done. I don't know if they're doing the Hobbit movies or not. See, then if they're not doing it, then they're I done. Think they, I think they're talking about doing it. Even if they did do the Hobbit movies, I think they could be done with those and we would still be going. Depends on how long their breaks are. No, oh, that's true. Their hiatuses. Also depends on if we continue to do off-show movies. True. We're not. And I don't know. We'll figure that out when we get to the end of the se- this season. Today we're talking about minute number 95, which starts with, uh, with a compliment from Draco. And it ends with Crab and Goyle acting very odd. Odd? Odd? Odd. <laughs> uh, so so yesterday we got we got the little smirk from Draco at the end of the minute when he heard uh, 
Goyle say Harry Potter's name? And this one, immediately it starts with him going, Good one, Goyle. It's very it's like, forceful. It is. It is. It's Good just, one, Goyle. It's like he's well, I think that that's out. the thing. Is like I think that he he wanted to be mad at Goyle, right? You think there's someone worse than Dumbledore, and then and then in his mind, right? Because Draco interprets this because he <laughs> thinks that this is Goyle cra- grabbing Goyle. Yeah, that Goyle's making a joke. Yeah, he's like, "You're wrong, Harry Potter." And he doesn't say it like that, but that, yeah, yeah. I think he hears it that way. Yeah. Harry Potter. I'm like, good one, Goyle. Like, that, that, that's hilarious. Impre- that's, actually, that's actually hilarious. That's, that's really funny. It's a funny joke. <laughs> All right. Should be a comedian. All right. Uh, I, for, I'm, this is, again, just because we constantly are going to reference other things. I didn't mean it to sound this way when I said it, and then as soon as I said it, I thought of something else. But when I said, that's actually hilarious... It made me think there's a moment in Scott Pilgrim, because of course Scott Pilgrim, there's a moment in Scott Pilgrim when uh, Lucas Lee's stunt team is like beating the crap out of Scott. Right. He's like walking to go get himself a cup of coffee and he's looking at his phone and he like laughs. Yeah. And then he looks back at his phone and he goes, that's actually hilarious. Yeah. And it's just, it's just. Like he's narrating himself. Like uh who is he saying it for? Like for himself. Just it's for himself and it's great. That's actually hilarious. It's one of one of my fa- one of my favorite uh, Chris Evans. Oh, it's so roles. good. He's so good. Is as Lee. as well as uh, his character in Loser. <gasps> Loser's who's so like, great. Who's amazing. I love I love that. Character. Loser's worth watching just for the UPS scene. Right. It's so good. It's I mean it's a fun movie. Anyway. It's such a fun I liked, movie. But I liked that is that is I think in my opinion like one of the highest points of that movie. I mean if you think about it like that's a different like think about what year that came out and think about now and think about it has Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh huh, Idris Elba, uh huh, and Chris Evans. Yeah, which is like what? It's like, so I, incredible. Like yes, give me that. I want that. I will watch that. Yeah. Oh, Idris Elba is so good. Um. I, off, uh, on the weekend edition, we've been talking about your, like, Infinity Challenge that you've been mm-hmm. watching all the movies. I think we even mentioned it in the beginning of an episode, like, either this week or last week. I think it was oh, literally two days, three days ago. I think Tuesday before the episode started was all us talking about, like, Ant-Man and stuff. Oh, funny. I watched Thor 3. I rented it from the Redbox, like oh. I said I was going to. Yeah. And I watched it a few times. Because uh, Taika Waititi's got a commentary track, and like his daughter shows up during the commentary, and she's like a two little little two year old daughter. She's like at one point she's like, "I want to watch Moana," and it's just so cute. I loved it. Uh, But no, we're watching this movie right now as Heimdall in Thor three. Oh my god, he's he's awesome as Heimdall. Yeah, he's so Heimdall. He's so so cool, and it's nice to like for have Heimdall have something to do. Why wasn't he in a Harry Potter movie? He's English. He could have. Uh, timing like right. i don't know when he started I don't think like, he was getting big a thing yeah i don't think he was a thing yet yeah i mean which is weird because i mean he's just one of those guys that just started late i guess that's, yeah that's true that no that happens uh i think like steve carell like didn't have a career until he was like in his 40s well, we talked about we talked about alan rickman well, on die hard didn't start his career until he was like in his 40s yeah so, well harrison yeah. ford's the same way too he was like i mean not like in his 40s but he was like, late 20s or like i think definitely later than normal yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like, I can't. I, he I had like know. a career, like he was doing something else, right? It's really hard to break in, like break into acting when you're that much older already. Yeah, and then at the same time, it's really hard for like 
I feel for these kids. They're like 11, 12 years old. They've never been in a movie before. And now they're signed on to do like multiple movies and they're going to be known for this and mm-hmm. then having to, to continue a career after this. Yeah. And I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. I think, I think because the movies are so closed, like from the outside world, right? Like they're so isolated. It's just like them and the set and the cast and like they're, they're still students. They're still like doing schoolwork and stuff. Like I think having just like that really familial sort of, because they were going to be doing this for the next 10 years, I don't feel like they had the like young stardom thing that we see. The, the like child star. Yeah. The like bad side of the child star. Yeah. Thing. Like I just exactly. don't think that they were in a place where that could happen. No, no, that's true because it's it's a different um, environment. Mm-hmm. I feel like that maybe because and it's, I think because it was mostly in the UK. I think they're like almost safer in that way. Like um, American television and American like movies and the way they utilize child stars who are younger than mm-hmm. ten. Mm-hmm. You know, little little kids like they're yeah. And I think I think that like by the time they're done with, they're so secure. Yeah, that they can aff- they literally afford. To just go do what they want to do. Yeah. And, like, have fun with the projects that they're going to have, they're going to work on. I think that that is so much more important than, like, than, like, a young actor who's put in this, like, blockbuster role and then has to try to, like, recreate that. Yeah, like, none of them have, like, I mean, Emma Watson is now kind of starting to have, like, a little bigger of a career than the other two. But otherwise, well, I, I think what's their, their about movies Emma were Watson. very few and far between, and it was, it felt like yeah. they done it, they did it because they wanted to. Yeah. As opposed to, like, doing it as, and wanting to stay mm-hmm. in the limelight and wanting that money. And yeah, whatever. Emma Watson's career is, is, is really interesting because I think that she, of the three of them, has extended so far out of the, like, actress bubble yeah right because she's like a un ambassador and yeah. stuff like it's incredible mm-hmm. what she's doing uh and and just like i don't know like i've seen rupert grint pop up and stuff and it's fun and i love most of dan radcliffe's movies i just saw on red box at the red box like just some other dan radcliffe movie that i'd never heard of oh all right yeah uh, well, there you go. which I might have to rent just to be like, I don't we, know what this we, is. We should, we should do that again. Like, I know I was thinking, I was literally thinking more. about that right now as we've been having this discussion. Like we should go back to watching like some of their other stuff. That's we should fun. just stick with the trio, I think. And, and forget everyone else and just like watch all their other stuff. And I'd be really into that. I just really want to show you kill your darlings. I know. I still haven't seen that. I know. That's like one of my favorites. Uh, and then you have to show me Swiss army, man. You still haven't seen that? No. I was going to ask. No. Uh, good one, Goyle. Good one, Goyle. You're absolutely good one, right. Gary. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it, it rolls. It, it, it works. Yeah, your name's too long. Oh, yeah, exactly. It good matter. one, Victoria. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it loses it loses all of his oomph. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he says, you're absolutely right. Saint Potter. Kind of gross. Uh, <clears throat> Harry's face... When Draco says that, it's so sad. Oh, I know. He looks so... Look at all. His bottom lip is practically, like, sticking out. Like, um, he's so sad looking. I, I'm i going to do this every single day that we see these kids. But, like, Josh Hardman here as Goyle, as Harry, as Goyle, is amazing. Uh... This, this, just his express. No, and, and, and Jamie Waylett next to him, uh, I think is just as good because every time, um, 
even though Ron doesn't really say anything this entire minute and most of yesterday, he's reacting to everything that's happening, nodding that's his head, shaking his head, kind of like shrugging, like yeah, yeah, doing like, like little like emoting, little yeah. When 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 he says "good one, Goyle," uh, Crabron like sighs in relief. Like, oh, oh. like that was defu- again, like the diffusing the bomb thing, like whole thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, he didn't catch us. And people actually think that he's the heir of Slytherin. And then the two of them look at each other. Uh, my note says, CR and HG, share a glance. Because we've been doing Crabron and Harry Goyle all week. Yes, yes. Uh, they they, they kind of glance at each other. And then he says, but then you must have some idea who's behind it all. It's like, you know I don't, Goyle. I told you yesterday. How many times do I have to tell you? Yesterday. I know, I, I just love, I'm sorry I keep doing it, I don't even realize I'm doing it until it's I hilarious. say it, but like, I just love the way that Tom Felton delivers no, I love his lines. It, All Tom, of them are so good. Tom Felton's really great at, like, being Draco Malfoy. Like, I told you yesterday. He's so into it now by the second movie that it's... Yeah, yeah. He is he's, Draco he's Malfoy. He's so comfortable because he knows who Draco is. It's, it's delightful. I really, I really enjoy his performance every time. I, the thing that makes me really, really happy about this is, like, this is the only time we're gonna see Draco... And Draco doesn't see Harry. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because every other interaction they have, it's all about, like, oh, I'm better than you, like, kind of snooty, like, competitive sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And here is, like, Draco is more relaxed. Yeah, this yeah. is Draco in his element. Yeah. Much the way that I love Hermione sitting on the floor, like, brewing that potion. Mm-hmm. I, I love Draco in the common room, like, having a T- conversation talking with to his, his boys mulling over like what's going on in this school like? crab rangoon <laughs> did you see that yes today? i did uh not that i've ever had those but oh they're so good they're so good uh how many times do i have to tell you and then he he so so as he's saying this he's walking across the room and i i wanted to point out because we didn't we haven't talked about it all week but we've been inside this common room the Slytherin common room is in the in the dungeons, and it's below the surface of the lake. So, when he walks across the room in the background, there are windows, big windows, glass windows that are open to underwater. Okay. And we don't really get to, uh, we don't really like point it out very directly. I th- I think it's probably just like, it looks like it's just like colored, like like a painting or probably they're probably just like strips of green screen that they CGI onto. But I would really love to, like, explore this common room. I would really love to, like... I, what, here's what I want. What I want is something that none of the... That we never go into the Slytherin common room again. And Chris Columbus doesn't direct this way. No. But I would love a push, a camera push, like, over Draco's shoulder and out the window into the lake... And then, like, to pull up and show Hogwarts Castle. If that makes sense. Like, I kind of want to, like... I think it's just, like, really emphasizing that... What they see looking out. Yeah, yeah. And just, just I don't know, just showing off the... I want to see the giant squid. You just want to see the giant squid. I just want to see the giant squid. I mean, be honest with yourself. You just I just want to see the giant squid. Is it, is, it, is it a kraken? No, I think it's just a squid. I think is it's just a, a normal... Squid? giant squid well, well yeah like we've just because here's the thing like it's the 90s for them the giant squid hasn't right. been discovered yet not living 
we didn't have footage of of live giant squids until like the early 2000s i think uh i i as far as i'm aware there are none in captivity no no i don't definitely not uh and 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 it's just like so it's cool that they just have like muggles don't know that giant squids exist and it's living here this place with magical creatures like i mean i'm not saying giant squids are a magical creature no but, but i mean I'm like they're pretty like, i mean they're rare for muggle standards yes and so maybe back so... then we did see them as mythological giant squids and kraken stories were probably conflated with each other all the time yeah and 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 oh, then yeah. I just love the idea that like this ordinary squid is living in Lake at Hogwarts with like mermaids, and Grindelows. I would still think a Grindelow or a mermaid would like see that thing and be like, "Whoa!" Like I'm gonna swim back that way, uh, and not mess with it because it's yeah. a giant squid. Like, geez. yeah. I think that's super cool. It's just one lonely giant squid. Alone by itself. In this lake. It's lonely. I don't. It must be a saltwater lake. It's a magic lake. It could be, it could house fresh water and it's all water. I have no Whatever. idea. Whatever. Do they ever get, like, do other, like, I don't think that this lake is totally landlocked. We've talked about this several times. But do you think that, like, other species just swim up the whatever river leads to this, like, lake? Right, is, is it blocked from having, like, normal Where does the water fish? that forms this lake come from, right? Like, can you swim from here to like open ocean mm-hmm. or is this like does this lake pool because of you know snow melt from the mountains right it? uh in which case it could I, I yeah i just don't think it's landlocked right yeah i don't know it's weird i'm not trying to do geography here but right. now that i'm thinking about it we don't get to talk about the lake until goblet of fire really yeah true it's the only time that which like you're going to the lake or even well, near the um, lake. Is the lake is the is the is the lake from the end of Prisoner of Azkaban in the Forbidden Forest the same lake? Oh, or is it a different lake? Was well, it like it part looks like of it's a different lake? lake? It looks like a totally different thing. Yeah, it's totally like it a looks different like a totally bottle different of water. Lake. Body bo- bottle body of water. <laughs> bottle of water. Bottle of water. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk no, about that when we get there. Like a I think, lake. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to be the same one. I don't see how. I just I think it's a camera issue and not a book issue. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, it, there's like several different times. Like we we do see the lake a couple different times in the movie. We'll just have to think. We'll just have to. I just I don't know. I guess we'll have to think about the lake more. Never really thought about it. Good one, Goyle. Go, go on, Gary. No, so he's, he, he shakes this... He, while he, so after he says, like, how many times do I have to tell you? He He's picked up this little present. It has a little, small little green box. box. And he shakes it, and it kind of rattles. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is this yours? And Harry just shakes his head, and he sticks it in his pocket. Like, <laughs> he just pocketed it. What a jerk. Stole it. Thief! Uh, What do you think it is? Uh, I was going to say, because it's a very small box. Yeah, it fits in his hand. And, and it, fi- it fits in his hand. It's, like, even smaller than his hand. It's, it's 
quite a small box. Yeah, and the it's a way small it rattles. box, and it rattles like there's something else inside the box. I mean, like, something loose. Yeah. It's well, not, like, snug. It sounds packed. like, uh... So it's smaller than... The, th- the gift is actually smaller than this little tiny box in his hand. It sounds like jewelry. Like a jewelry box? Do you think it's like a ring? I, I being someone who works in jewelry, when you go when you buy like something from like my the store that I work at, like you get like this little tiny box, and uh, it's I mean it's not like a fancy fancy box where it has like the little like crease. Do you think it's magical put, jewelry? To put like a, a ring to sn- okay. a ring snuggly in it. Yeah. Um, but if you were to have like a pendant or a chain, a pendant with a chain on it, uh-huh. there's no way that it's snuggly in there. It's moving around. Sure. So if you were to shake it, it would make like a very similar sound like that and it would sound like it's smaller of course mm. than the box that it's yeah. in because it's just jewelry so i think you just sold someone some girl's jewelry is it magical jewelry what's magical jewelry an amulet mm. a magic ring i think it would be kind of funny that if parents were to give their children we don't jewelry, know if it came from a parent Okay, so, like, maybe, like, another student gave another student jewelry? I mean, this is a school with seventh years. Like, I'm sure people... D- I mean, we are, we've are. we talked maybe. about Percy's girlfriend. Per- oh, Percy's going out to buy Penelope Clearwater a, a necklace. Aw. Or something. I don't know. Maybe. You don't got no money. <laughs> You're right! Aw, <laughs> poor Percy. Do you think Percy interns at the, at the Ministry of Magic? He doesn't even have a job because he's not graduated yet. He's just an intern. Just an Do you think intern. he gets paid? I mean, we won't see him with Fudge until, like, much later. <laughs> he, he mows lawns. Aww. <laughs> That's that whole thing. During the summer, he goes and goes to he work. He goes in, like... Do you think he would, like... Um, he's not old enough to use magic outside of school yet. Right. So do you think he's going down into the valley and, like, mowing those muggles lawns, like, that live in the nearby town? He's like, Mom, muggles, uh... They pay. They no, pay muggle children. No way, because then Arthur would be like, like all interested in the lawnmower and like, like how does this like, work? Like, tell me home. how it worked. <laughs> Can you bring one home? Like, like Dad, no, it's not mine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it belongs to them. Percy mowing lawns is absurd. That yeah, never happens. He doesn't seem like a manual. That labor never. Type. No, of course not. I feel like you'd stick him like, an intern again. Uh, you stick him in a mail room yeah, uh-huh. to go pass out mail. I that think that's what, he's, in an office. He'd be that's doing. what he's doing. Yeah, and he can go to work with his dad in the morning. Exactly. Aww. That's cute. Why can't that relationship be better? <laughs> because Percy's a jerk. Percy's a... D- oh, we'll talk about it. I guess we won't talk we about don't, it. don't, because you don't even get that side of Percy at all. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame. We should get back to Draco. Oh, yeah, Draco. But my father did say this. It's been 50 years since the chamber was opened. He wouldn't tell me who opened it, only that they were expelled. The last time this chamber of secrets was open, a mudblood died. So it's only a matter of time before when one of them's killed this time. As for me, I hope it's Granger. And and Crabron stands up in defiance. Like, how dare And Harry has to restrain him. And I love it because this is the kid who was like, it's no wonder she doesn't have any friends. Same guy. <sighs> Good growth from Ron. Thank you, Ron. Well, the one for sign proving you're not always a jerk. From Ron, but you know. You're not always a jerk. <laughs> Uh, as long as it's someone you like. 
Oh, but but like he doesn't even realize yet that he has a crush on her. I don't think it doesn't mean like crush wise. He likes her. Oh, well, sure, friend. yeah, they're friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, oh my god, as long as this is also like. this is also I think like indicative of that like relationship. That's good. like I think that retroactively knowing that they're gonna get together, I think it colors a lot of moments like this. True. It it kind of you can't even you can't, it's like you can't even get around it and not think about it. Yeah. I like them together. Despite the, like, retroactive, like, Ron and Hermione, or Harry and Hermione should have probably gotten together. What about Ron? I like Ron. Ron's a jerk. He can go find his own woman. He's a, he's a, he's a jerk in, he's, a, he's 11, he's 12. Like, he grows. Ron grows up. Uh, okay, for real though. Before, uh, well, okay. I don't know what I want to talk about first. I want to talk about the stuff that Draco just said or do we want to talk about the last line of this minute and then go back. Ron stands up. Yes. And Harry stops him. And Draco's like, like hey, hey, hey. what is with you two? <laughs> like, yeah. you're acting very odd. 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 You're acting very odd. odd. It's like odd. Odd. Um, and that's the end of the minute. That's the end of the week. But I just, I, you mentioned, I think off mic, the like Draco recognizing that there's something there's something weird going on yeah I don't remember what we had said when we were talking about it off mic like I think that you had said something about like no he doesn't seem to react that he's like he's noticing any other time yeah because oh it's because I was talking about oh because we're like we're trying to determine what real crab and Goyle would be doing in this situation uh huh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was saying that, like, they, they do seem like, they seem like kind of like soft little kids because we're seeing Harry and Ron trying to pretend to be them. And yeah, they don't like, know what these guys are like. And these guys... Technically, we don't either. We don't either. We don't know what they're like. Yeah. And how they would Except react. for that tiny bit where they're eating floating cupcakes. Yeah. Yes. Which, which again, I will reinforce that when he says, like, were you in the Great Hall picking out all this time? Is is more of an indication that these guys are like foodies, like they they just stuff themselves, like they're uh, yeah, they're a little chubby, yeah, little chubby. I I think that this line delivery especially mm-hmm. is sort of retroactively like, like no Draco noticed that they were behaving strangely. He just didn't choose multiple to say times until now, multiple times. Well, he says something about the glasses right away, yeah, because that's very noticeable right away. It's like I oh, didn't know you could read. And then he says more of a jerky thing than a noticing. And then he says, and then he says, uh, like, what's wrong with you, crab? When he like cracks his knuckles, when he says that all the Weasleys are like a disgrace to the name of wizard or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he's a stomachache. And then again, when when Harry blurted out like you're wrong about Dumbledore, and he like stood up. Yeah, yeah. Like what? You you think there's someone worse than Dumbledore? Right? So it's just like, they're not very good at pretending to be Crab and Coil. No. Not at all. They, you know what it's they should have done? It's a miracle that Draco doesn't They should have, like, the studied, st- they should actually, like, paid attention this yeah, whole but month. But the thing is, like, they're not that bright. No. And I love it. I know. I I love that this is a half-assed plan. Well, you would think even Hermione would be because like, maybe kids. we should be paying attention to these kids so we can, like, act Well, like Hermione them. intended to be there. Yeah. So she would have kept them in check. I don't know. We don't know how much Maybe. Millicent Bolstrode reacts interacts with 
That's breakup. true. Would have been. Would've we don't have any indication other than like them walking down the hallway together in that one. Would scene. it have been weird if like she showed up and you're like, "What are you doing here? Like, I don't hang out with you." Like, yeah. <laughs> Is this yours? I'm telling you, she's like one of their girlfriends. Crab crab's girl. Crab's girlfriend. They were sitting next to each other. We talked about how much they looked like. No, that's freaky because they it literally looks like it'd be his twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> It, it makes it more hilarious if Goyle's going out with her because oh no <laughs> oh this is like it, this is like the Potter puppet pals when when Harry's going out with Ginny and then he goes and sees Ron and they look exactly the same and he like freaks out yeah exactly this is it, exactly <laughs> exactly so Goyle's actually going out with Mills and Bowstone. That's hilarious. Oh my god. If Millicent Bulstrode... Okay, I'm sorry. Like, this is... Here we... If Millicent Bulstrode wasn't away on holiday, and Goyle, Harry Goyle, came into the Slytherin common room, and Millicent Bulstrode, like, kissed him or something, Harry's first kiss is as someone else with someone he doesn't know. Like, oh, that sucks. That would suck so bad. But it's like... It's like Ron Weasley with Mrs. Cattermole. When when she thinks he's Reg and like kisses him and he turns back into Ron and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like, oh, oh my god, oh. oh, it's such good. I just I love the polyjuice antics. All for it. Yes, more polyjuice. More polyjuice. Okay, <clears throat> so Draco's father did say this. <clears throat> it's been fifty years since the chamber was open, and he wouldn't tell Draco who opened it. Only that they were expelled. <coughs> Which implies that Draco's father knows that... Ha- like, Draco's father believes he knows who did it. Right. And it's not that... It's not that he thinks that... Draco's father thinks he knows who did it and is wrong. Like, because he said that the person who did it was expelled. Right. So he doesn't tell Draco who that person is. And we'll get into like that in a second. But like, if he knows that the person who did it was expelled and told Draco that much, uh-huh. then Lucius Malfoy believes that Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets. Right. That he act- Yeah, he actually believes it. Yeah. Which is really interesting to me because like... I think retroactively, right? Especially because like Dumbledore suspected Voldemort, and Voldemort was there at the time, and like that whole thing. Like, they still think that, like, someone like Malfoy still believes that Hagrid was capable of opening the Chamber of Secrets. Only the heir of Slytherin can contain the the monster within. Like, a mudblood died, and like Hagrid. Like, the groundskeeper? Yeah. So, why do you think... Why do you think that... That Lucius doesn't tell Draco Hagrid's name? That Hagrid did it? He doesn't actually tell him who it is. He just says, oh, he was expelled. Maybe because Hagrid is still there at the school? But if he believes that Hagrid is responsible for opening the Chamber of Secrets, then... I guess his he they're not taking action. Like his dad is going to take action. Yeah. But he hasn't like the fact that he hasn't already is really interesting to me. I mean, it could be that like he's either lying 
where it's like he knows he maybe he, maybe he doesn't know exactly who it is, but he knows it's not Hagrid type of thing. So it's just like he's not gonna get into it or whatever. But then why would he tell Draco the person who did it got expelled? Especially if he doesn't believe that it's actually Hagrid. Like, Hagrid's the only person that got expelled. Right. Also, if Malfoy's in the inner circle, like, does no one know that... Vol- does none of Voldemort's followers know that Voldemort knows where the Chamber of Secrets is? Do none of them know that he's the heir of Slytherin? I guess not. That's interesting. You would think that, that would be, like, no the one. first thing he would tell people. Like, he's so... I, I, he's I, so, like... I, like, I imagine not, that... Like, proud... You you would think that he would latch on to that. Yeah. Because of, like, even more implicitly because of who his dad is. Because I think that, like, he kind of scorns that. Like, yeah. my dad's a muggle-born. I'm named for this muggle. This like, muggle. Yeah. Like, like no, I'm, I'm the true heir of Slytherin. Yeah. Like, and, and latch onto it and hold on to it. Because... I guess Voldemort, I mean, Tom's just not like that, right? Like, I guess he's just not, he doesn't have the pride that the Malfoys do. I guess not. Do you think it's because well, he grew up in an orphanage? Yeah, I want to say probably because of, like, the way he grew up. That's not, it's it's not for, it's not, it doesn't help you to be, to be raised in an orphanage and be prideful. You know, yeah. that's not a trait you need and it's not going to help you. That's fair. Yeah, he learned about, like, using his magic to push kids around. Yes, it was more of, like, how Power. am I going to, like, come out on top? Yeah. Like, I'm but not I think gonna, I'm the, not going to be pushed around. I think that, like, especially following the wake of the, like, wizard's first movement from Grindelwald, I would think that when Voldemort is rising to power the first time during the first war, that he would like flaunt the idea that he's the heir of Slytherin. Or maybe it's just not important outside of Hogwarts. Like you being the heir of Slytherin has no meaning when like the wizarding world is so much larger than Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry. Right. I mean, there, there, there are heirs of the other houses too. Like, no, of course. Um, that fan film that's making the McLagan clan Gryffindor descendants, which I don't know how I feel about, but, uh, I don't know. There's, uh, definitely no one's bragging about being descended from the founder of Durmstrang. Right. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe the reason that we see the four founding fathers as such big, important wizards is because it's like Hogwarts propaganda. Like, these are the guys that founded Hogwarts and you're at Hogwarts. It's like every school has, every university has like statues of the founder. But like, who is that guy to anyone else in the world? It's true. Maybe they weren't the great. Well, yeah, maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I've never thought about that before. These guys were just, they were just educators. <laughs> just educators. Hey, educators are important. No, I'm not, but I mean, like, I usually, I, I, I kind of see the four founding fathers in my head, like, I've never really, oh God, I've never actually really thought about, like, what their lives would be like, but I think about the four founding fathers, and I think of them as, like, this, like, team, these four, like, the greatest witches and wizards, like, conquering bad guys and like they're Mm. like icons right right but they're probably i mean that's not 
those those aren't the people that found a school. Yeah. Like I, I see them as adventurers. Does that make no, sense? It's it's much different to be the one especially that you're the founder of the school and like having a school named after you. It's not named after anyone. They named it Hogwarts. Yeah. Which is like, how did they come up with that name? I mean, the houses are named after them, so whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably some stupid story. I kind of want, like, I kind of hope Godric Gryffindor is sort of a, like, uh, you know, I see him as sort of like a Magnus Burnsides, which is like this, the fighter protector character in the Adventure Zone. Okay. Who's like, he's kind of like hot-headed, but... He, he Magnus rushes in, but he's like the protector. Like he he will sacrifice him, literally sacrifice himself to save other people. Mm-hmm. Like he believes that he's going to die, saving someone else. Like like from the beginning, right? And uh, I I see I see Gryffindor as being like that guy, just um, brash and soft. <laughs> Uh, brash and soft yeah he's like he's like he he's like a big imposing like f- i don't say fighter but like warrior yes type okay right red robes and then he's actually like a teddy bear uh, okay <laughs> like uh like hagrid hagrid's yeah, a, Gryffindor. A, gent- a gentle giant yeah kind of deal uh slytherin i mean i think we it's hard not to think of Slytherin as, like, the conniving, like... I feel like he's so portrayed like that. The way that, like, the, the traits that are important in their house. Like, the yeah. ambition and cunning and whatever. Like, Slytherin is, like, Loki or something. Right, I guess. Except he's not, like, a trickster. It's more just manipulative. Sure. He... But, and also, like, again, we we have to have talked about, like, he's also looking out for his own. He's, like, the Magneto, right? We talked about that, like... He wants to protect Muggleborns because this is the time, or he wants to protect pureblood wizards because this is the time when, like, m- the Muggle community is like persecuting and hunting down wizards. Yeah, uh, witch burnings are happening and things like that. So he doesn't want to let in Muggleborns because he's distrusting of them. And then I, uh, I don't know, you get bookish Ravenclaw, I guess, kind of Madame Pince, and then we have Helga Hufflepuff, who I think is like. I mean, I think Sprout is, like, the modern Hufflepuff, right? Right, like, just kind of, like... I think that Helga would be so much, like, Pomona. Sprout. Yeah. For sure. It's almost, like, very matronly. Uh-huh. Like, she's, like, the, the den mother of all the Hufflepuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Come, my little baby badgers. That's cute. And I'll be the mama badger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he wouldn't tell me who opened it, only that they were expelled. I, I actually do, I think I do believe that Lucius actually thinks that... That it's Hagrid. But then, like, Lucius had the diary and passed it off. Yeah. Did he not know what was going to happen this year when he gave that away? If he didn't, then why did he do it? And if he did, then... Then, then, then why, why show up and, and get Hagrid kicked out? Like, yeah. what's the, what's your end game? What's his what end game? What is that accomplishing? What is he, yeah, what is Lucius Malfoy's goal? Like, he's the secret bad guy of the movie, right? Right. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, right? Like, you know how in all the Marvel movies you've got like, oh, here's the bad guy, and then and then you get to the end of the movie and it's like, oh no, it was actually that. 
him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we oh the bat it's Voldemort, but it's Voldemort because of Lucius. Mm-hmm. But like I don't I don't think I don't know if Lucius is in on it. He, he he's like he's in it, but without fully knowing like how he's in it. Yeah, I think I think maybe. I'm going to keep going back to this. I think maybe Lucius was writing in the diary. Yeah. And I think that the diary it was, was t- like... telling him to, to do things. Yeah. But why well, would he choose to do stuff that uh, that some diary is telling him to do? Because Does it tell it's him a horcrux is? and it's possessing him the way it's possessing Ginny. Ah. She doesn't always remember everything she's That's done. That's true. Because it is, because it's like in a way it, in possessing her. It's like... Or controlling her or whatever. The ring wants to get found it yeah. wants to be reunited with its master and in this the instance, diary it needs to get needs to get back to the yeah. chamber mm-hmm. because that's where it came from not like it literally came from the chamber but like the reason the diary exists is because of the death a basilisk caused it it's it's important because of Myrtle and Hogwarts and the Basilisk in the Chamber of Secrets. Like, that's what created it. That's what split Voldemort's soul the first time. And so maybe it's just, like, drawn back. I don't know why it was waiting so long. I don't know, like, did Lucius find the diary somewhere? Or did was it in his possession this whole time? Why now? Waiting so many years for Harry to be in school? Do you think that... Do you think that, okay, 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 like, I just, God, I have so many issues. <laughs> the diary is, se- is the, the diary is sentient. It, like, has a piece of Voldemort's soul. Yeah. But it's a piece of the young Voldemort's soul. So when, like, that piece is severed from Voldemort, it is mm-hmm. separate from, like, Tom Riddle now. It is... Well, or, like, that's Tom Riddle and it's separate from Voldemort now. Or, right. You know, right? Yeah, whatever. Um, it's like the Anakin Darth Vader thing. Sure. That piece is a separate piece. Uh-huh. Voldemort goes on and continues to live his life, creates more Horcruxes. Does, does that severed piece of soul earn those memories? Or does it even know what's happening? Oh... Does, oh my. does Tom Riddle know about Harry defeating Voldemort? I mean, we yes, he does. I mean, yeah. He talks about it. Yeah. Does he know it because someone wrote it in the diary? But who would write that in the diary and for what reason? Who else has had the diary other than Ginny and... and I mean, but Ginny why, could have told him. Lucius could have told him. But why who would, why would that be something that all of a sudden, like, Ginny's gonna write in this diary? Well, no, my guess is that, like, Ginny, let's start at the beginning here. Ginny doesn't know that what this diary can do at first, presumably. Right. My guess is she's using it like a normal diary and is writing about Harry Potter. Right. Uh. I don't think she might have, like, written about all of his background. She'd be like, no, oh, I have a crush on this. But, diary. like, <laughs> what if, I mean, we, how, what if Tom Riddle asks questions? I don't know. Jenny's, I guess, not too bright to realize, like, why are you asking questions about this guy that I like? The, maybe after the first time that, like, she opens the chamber at his behest, there's, like, a doubt, right? Oh, well, like, if something bad is, is gonna happen, 
like Harry Potter will stop it. He's like, oh, who's Harry Potter? Like Harry Potter. He's the boy who lived. He defeated the Dark Lord Voldemort as a baby. As a as a baby. As he he even overcame him again last year, uh, beneath the school because he was like possessing another teacher. And then it's just like, he did what? Because like at that point, Tom Riddle is Voldemort. Like he knows that his name is Voldemort, and like if she mentions it, then. I think retroactively then he like discovers like, oh, like this is a kid I should be looking out for. Yeah. And then when Harry himself gets the diary, it's just like a, like a, oh, it's you. And also there must be like some other connection there because Harry is also a Horcrux. Yeah. And so like now we have this connection between the diary and Harry, these pieces that like these severed pieces that probably sense each other, even if Harry doesn't realize what's happening yet. Right. Tom might be aware of it. I don't know. I have no idea. This is something we'll get into when we actually see Tom Riddle, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I My guess would be there's, like, I don't like the idea that, like, this slivered, separated piece of soul is still somehow, like, experiencing what the rest of... What, yeah. What he's doing yeah. afterwards. Uh-huh. No, that seems a little... A little... Like, how? Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. So he learned either from Ginny or from... Yeah, I want I want a little bit more about this diary. Like, because, like, you know, when it was just this book and we didn't know about Horcruxes and we didn't know about, like, what they represent and all of that. <laughs> right. When it was it's just so this, easier. then, like, oh, Lucius Malfoy gave it to, like, a student and, and this bad thing happened is a little bit more like I mean maybe it was maybe it was maybe it was unintentional like what if uh we we know that he was in Diagon Alley that day going to Nocturne Alley to like get rid of some things that he can't have in his house um because the raids the ministry is doing maybe that he didn't even have an intention of like giving this thing away this is just like a dark object and he it, didn't even know what it was it's like he's going to- and then this stuff starts happening and and he he doesn't have any knowledge of like what's causing it. He's like, well, no, but the problem is then like, what about Dobby? Dobby knows that something is going to happen, and he can only know that through Lucius. Yep. So Lucius very intentionally caused all of this to happen this year. Why? Again, we're back where we started with with what is his end game? What is his intention? What is he trying to accomplish? Does he think this is going to bring Voldemort back? Does he think he hel- he's helping in some way? And if way? he if it does, then like how does he know that without talking? I he's got to be writing it. Like I can't imagine how this works if he's not communicating with the he, diary. He started to use the diary as like just a notebook to make notes in for work or something or other. And he writes in it and once it, and yeah. the ink sucks into it. And notices it Well, right and here's that problem. Like, 16-year-old Tom Riddle doesn't know Lucius Malfoy. No. That guy means nothing to him. That's true. So I don't know. And, like, I bet you Lucius has no idea that Tom Riddle's his name. I don't think anyone... You don't think anyone knows? Well, no, I don't think that that's... I don't think that that's the Anakin-Darth-Vader transformation, right? Like, like, 
I think Dum- I mean Dumbledore clearly knows. Yeah, people he knows. that went to school Hagrid knows. Hagrid knows. Like yeah. people went to school with this guy. Like yeah. it's not There's gotta like, be some kind of knowledge around. It's this. not like everyone in his class was murdered. Like yeah, yeah. Order sixty six style to like leave you alone, right? Like all the younglings and whatnot. That's yeah, yeah. That's that didn't happen. There wasn't a purge of like everyone who knew Tom Riddle. <laughs> younglings are just first years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tom Riddle uh, wanted to be a teacher, but he wasn't allowed. He's like, I- I'll let you. Let me be the defense I'll let you against be part of this. Teacher. I'll let you be part of the school board, but I won't grant you the title of professor. <gasps> that's that's why and Defense then... Against Dark Arts is cursed, because he wanted to be the defense no, against yes, the Dark Arts. No, yes, of course. 100%. Like, no, that's so true. Like, so that's canon. Go, so you go and you ki- he killed no, all the lung. Yeah, and then, you, and, then, and then I just want the shot of, like, <laughs> what Tom, is the Riddle, Tom Riddle walking into a, a room of first years and... And uh, one what? of the kids, like, looking up at him, and then just the wand appears in his hand, and it's just, oh, so good. Uh, you saying, like, oh, like, he had, uh, like, Lucius had to get rid of all this stuff, and he went to Borgen and Burks just makes me think, like, yeah, because basically you're probably getting rid of, like, Death Eater stuff. Yeah. Which is the equivalent of going to a pawn shop and getting rid of your Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You can't have this stuff. You no. have to get rid of it. No, I'm definitely really interested in, like, where Lucius... Like, what... What Lucius's knowledge is. Because we don't know. No, and we will never know. That's the one thing that's that's bugging. It's That's infuriating It's just right like, now. I want to know what Lucius knows. Because, like, How much yeah. does he know? How does he know it? Exactly. Like, what's going on? Like, because when we see when Voldemort does return, he doesn't give a damn about Lucius. Oh, no. Not at all. Well, and he, he decry he, he, he sort of punishes Lucius like, you didn't even come looking for me. Yeah. And Wormtail's like, I did. And he's like, you returned out of fear, not out of like, whatever. Out of devotion. Yeah. Or whatever. But, but Lucius did do something because yeah. he sent the diary to Hogwarts. Right. And if Harry hadn't stopped it, Tom Riddle would have returned. Yeah. He would have been a 16 year old again. I don't know if it would have been like, what would have happened then? Like. What would have happened if Tom Riddle walked out of the Chamber of Secrets? They're like, get the class, young man. No, <laughs> no, but no like, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. It's Voldemort and Tom Riddle. Like, be like, as he wouldn't be as strong, or would he just? Or would he have the fear? And he's he's only. I wouldn't have all that fear based. He's only behind him. He's only a sliver of Tom. Yeah. Also, are the Horcruxes like, like? What is the division? Like, he knew before he made the first Horcrux that he wanted to make seven of them. But it's not like he, like, like sliced off one-seventh of soul. Yeah. Like, how, how much partition happens each time you do that? Like, how much of him is in each yes. piece, basically? Yeah. Are some pieces stronger than others? If My they are, which that- ones would you think would be the strong ones? Okay. Uh, um, hear, hear, hear me out. I think that, I think that the diary might be the strongest. Because it was his first one? Because it was his first one and it has the most of him in it. What? It's still Tom, like, on the yeah. cusp of being Riddle. It's the first time he's murdered somebody. Uh, 
as far as we know, it's the first time he's taken a life. And and there's like a second action. We don't know like there it's there's more than just killing someone to make a horcrux. There's like a darker part of it that's never mentioned that's like alluded to in the book. Yeah. There's a lot of theories that it's cannibalism, which I think is gross. Like you have to kill and eat the person? Well you have to kill and do something. There's like another part of that ritual because this is dark, dark stuff. What if it's just their heart? I don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. But and and that's another thing that I don't think we'll ever know. But but I think that that, that first piece, because he doesn't know what he's doing, right, is going to ha- contain more of him than any of the subsequent pieces would. And even though, like, his magic isn't on par, like, you know, he's a 16... At this point, this Horcrux is 16-year-old Tom doesn't have the knowledge and magical prowess that older Voldemort would have. Right. So, like, he wouldn't be the most magically inclined mm-hmm. like the strongest in that way but i think he would have the most power and influence okay. he literally is able to communicate outside of his device like a back and forth conversation mm-hmm. which never happens with any of the other horcruxes right none of the other horcruxes talk to anybody no no they don't not. manifest physical forms Mm-mm. just this one yeah uh next would be the locket probably I think the locket is the closest thing to, like, the ring of power. Because that one's subtly, like, twisting you. Oh, yeah. Uh, we see the effect it has on everyone's moods mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. personalities as it's being worn. That's a, an intense uh, altercation between the three of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so I, I think that that would be the next one. And then okay. following that, I just, I don't think. I, and, and then, then, and then the game, probably. Right, Okay. Actually, it's probably it's probably Harry the diary. Nagini the locket, or Harry Nagini the diary the locket. I think a living thing having a portion of your soul probably gives it more agency than anything than something else. Something that's just an inanimate object. So like, object. and also I think Harry probably has the next biggest, if if not the biggest piece of Voldemort's soul because it was the piece that like the broke, broke his body. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, destroyed him. This was the piece that destroyed him. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I think that there's probably more of Voldemort and Harry than in any of these other things. Maybe that's why he can hear them. Mm. I don't know. We could keep this conversation. I think we've been talking for almost an hour about this. Wow. <laughs> it's very fascinating stuff. We don't get a lot of answers, and even now, after talking about this about it this long, still not even close to have really no and i don't think i don't think we will i don't don't think think we ever will and it really it kind of bums me out all right uh i think that's everything i have though yeah yeah thank you everyone of course for joining us for another week please come and uh join us at harry potter minute and listeners army on facebook it's a closed group but we will add you as long as you are not a spammy spam bot uh posting about your own stuff because we I mean, the group is for us to... I mean, if you're doing other cool Harry Potter stuff, please share that with us. But, like, I we're also not there for you to just be plugging your own shit. Yeah, right? we're not, we're so, not a platform. I mean, well, we well, kind uh, of are. I don't know. Okay. It's... it's we, we just Please just be nice. Be respectful of everyone else in the group. Like, like, come join the group and please help us try to answer some of these questions. If you, if you are sitting here yelling at your phone because you know the answer to, like, these questions we're asking... Or think you do. We really want you to share that with us. Because, like, I know when I, when I sit and listen to other podcasts sometimes, I get frustrated. Like, oh, wait, no, like, I know this. And, and... 
I don't know. I just want to communicate. Like, reach out because we record. A, we we could. We well, could in those amend. instances, do you send them a message or do you comment on their on their page? Depends. I mean, I haven't been listening to a lot of minute shows uh, currently, but when I was listening to Fellowship of the Ring minute last year, uh, I was interacting with those uh, with their group a lot more often because uh, there were a lot of things that they would say that would like spark idea like. More of a, like, I just wanted to continue the conversation with them. It's just like, right. oh, they said something that sparked a different thing in my head. Um, oh, okay. So and, like, like, here's a thread like, that like you need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another show that I won't name drop that um, every time I listen to it, I don't want to bash another podcast because I know how much work goes into put, making a podcast, right? Yeah. But there's a podcast that's out there that I've listened to and it's talking about, um, they were talking about a movie that I really like. And... They were asking questions that, like, have very, like, easy answers. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, if you would listen to the commentary track just once, you would not be asking this question. Yeah. And it's just like, every time I listen to that show, I'm like, I know the answer to this. And I just, it's just, it's almost, like, frustrating. Yeah. No, I get that. Where it's like, why are you doing the show if you don't? if you haven't done this cursory bit of research. Like, it didn't take me... I didn't have to go research this minute to know the answer to the question that you're bringing up in this minute. And, like, I don't ever want to be like, oh, I know better, but... I mean, I get that. I mean, I watch... I mean, I'm on... I don't listen to podcasts, and I think I've mentioned that several times. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, guys. Um, but I love YouTube, and I am always on YouTube watching all kinds of different things. And there's definitely ones that I see in which they're discussing movies or TV shows, and they're debating conspiracy theories and, and like, what does this mean, and blah, blah, blah. And, I'm, and I, again, I get frustrated because I'm just like, you guys are dumb. Like, uh, like no, like, this is the answer because of, like, this episode, and they showed this, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, it's just like, it's not that hard if you... Again, like pay attention, listen to commentary, and like yeah, all that I think the stuff. thing that frustrates me is that like this particular show, um, this particular show is portraying itself as like you know being knowledgeable about the thing they're talking about, and then they just aren't. Mm. That is tough. Yeah. So I don't know. Please don't be like jerks and come tell us how wrong we are. But if you have information or you want to like continue the discussion that we've been having today, please come and do that because um, I am all for like continuing this like this thread or pulling on these threads a little further. Uh, and then yeah, join us next week as we as we as we reach our one hundredth episode of season two of season two. Yeah. Uh, I, I apologize in advance for saying that I'm I'm like ninety percent certain that uh, I that we're gonna be alone again next week, and the only reason for that is because Victoria and I are doing guest spots on a bunch of other shows, which is interfering with our regularly programmed schedule, <laughs> uh, with our regularly scheduled programming. So go. we'll uh, we'll return with guests soon. Uh, we like I like we said earlier, I think we still have over an hour of movie left, so. Um, please don't worry about that. Like, we'll have more guests on the show. It's not just Victoria and I from here on out. That would be a lot of work. That would, that would spiral into madness very, like, I just, it would be (laughs) nonsense, I think, within a few weeks. So, um, please bear with us. We are getting back on, on track. And, uh, and if you want more madness, I guess, check out our weekend edition, Harry Potter Minute, uh, the quibblers yeah <laughs> i my i almost just repeated the listener army plug uh, yeah come listen to the quibbler at patreon.com slash hp minute 
Mischief Managed.